Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Lagerman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. Welcome in the week 18 edition of the Doug Peterson Show. We've made it to the final week of the regular season, but hopefully a lot more football ahead for this team. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and head coach... Doug Peterson getting geared up for the winner-take-all game this Saturday night under the lights. We'll get to that coming up, but Monday night, the league stopped. DeMar Hamlin collapsed in the field for Buffalo in the first quarter. What was your reaction to that, and then how do you address that situation with the football team still getting prepped for this game? Yeah, I was in my office Monday night, obviously getting ready for Tennessee, and and I had the game on, um, and just kind of had it running in the background, and just kind of picked my eyes up to watch a few plays, and you know, it just it just to me it looked like a routine, just a routine play, routine tackle, but then uh, Demar collapsed, and and then for me it was okay, all attention on the TV. Let's see what let's see what happens, and then you start catching the eyes of the the players, you know, that were around. Uh, you started seeing the coaches. You started hearing some of the commentating that was going on, and then you realized this thing escalated really fast, and and uh, it became more serious. It became more life and life and death. And so, for me, everything sort of just stopped. And and you know, just thinking about the the player, thinking about Demar, thinking about you know, watching the watching the emotions of of both teams um, is something you just don't want to see, right? And and um, but then but then you switch to how how these these two teams came together they were they were battling and then all of a sudden they were they were brothers in arms and and they they were supporting each other and loving each other and and praying for Demar and um the two coaches the way they you know communicated and and led their teams with and look I, you know as as coaches you know, there's no script for this thing you're not prepared you know for for stuff like this and um you know i i immediately thought about our team you know and and because i knew on Tuesday, our guys were coming back in the building, and and uh, I wanted to address it with them, and and really just be there for them, and kind of support them, and, and give them as much information that I knew uh, about the incident, uh, at, at, you know, at, at that time, and and really just let them, you know, if they needed to talk to somebody, have the resources available um, in the building, uh, if they needed to you know, pray with somebody or just talk to somebody. I just didn't want them to harbor feelings. I didn't want them to keep things in if it was if it was affecting them in some in some way, shape, or form. Because stuff like this really impacts, you know, everyone differently. And um, you know, so for me, and I, I, I flash back to to my brother, you know, and and kind of going through, you know, that situation with him and watching his ordeal. And now, you know, both you know the Bills and obviously the Hamlin family, you know, dealing with with their situation and. Um, uh, you know, it just uh, you know, yeah, thoughts and prayers, and 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 really, it's about life, you know. And and football is just a, a game that can that can really go away, you know. And and, and you focus on uh, on the young man, and and hopefully he makes a makes a full recovery. You know, football has always been kind of that gladiator sport, and sometimes television can sterilize it a little bit. And uh, you know, and that's kind of the crazy thing about the game and about TV. Uh, the one thing I think that uh, really struck me on Monday night, Doug, was a lot of times when you bring a team together after a game and you do the breakdown, the word that's always kind of reiterated is fam or family. Correct. And, uh, boy, uh, 
I think that word probably applies now more than ever for those teams and for your team and, and teams around the league. It does, and, and, I, and I thought of the word, you know, just connection and, you know, relationships and, and, and you know, building, building those strong bonds. As you know, you've been in the locker room and you understand that you're some of your, your lifelong friends or your former teammates. And, and you know, DeMar is a, is a, he's a son, he's a child, he's, you know, he, he's a teammate, he's a brother to those, those guys in the locker room. And, you know, and, and then there's a special bond there. And you see that with, you know, with the team on, on Monday night. And, and um, you know, family, family definitely means uh, a lot. And it means something to each, to each football team. And, you know, and, and that was kind of my message to our guys was just that connection piece and, and continuing to build relationships with, with, with your, with your teammates, you know, and getting to know your teammates and, and, and then on top of that, you know, I had to somehow transition into a football game, right. and and that's the hardest thing to do. Um, how how do you start? Where do you begin? Um, but but our guys handled it, you know, really well. Um, you know, we got a practice in yesterday and on Tuesday, and and um, you know, we're 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 slowly getting getting geared up and focused for this game on Saturday night. Head coach Doug Peterson with us. All right, so let, that leads us to the Microsoft Surface fan question off social media today for you, Doug, about this game coming up against the Titans from at Kira 2000 Jags. How do you approach playoff-style game prep? Do you watch the tape of the last meeting, or is it more about the players they have now? And this is a playoff atmosphere Saturday night. You know, the playoff atmosphere started about six weeks ago uh, for us, um, and our guys have responded extremely well. We understand the the magnitude of this game. We talked about this a while back, saying, hey, this season's going to come down to Week 18 uh, against a great opponent. So the, the the question is twofold, but it's kind of the same. It's it's yes, we're going to look at last last time we met, you know, Tennessee in Week 4. Um, you know, personnel-wise, there are some different – people playing you know this week they've got a few more guys that went on injured reserve but they're you know they're also getting some guys back a little bit so they're going to be a little bit different um but you know you, you listen you just got to focus on on your job put a great game plan together and uh you know put a put a solid week of preparation together and uh um you know get ready for an electric game on saturday now you talk about the changes i mean i was getting my game board ready for this week and all of a sudden i'm going how, how can that many changes happen in that short amount of time and the ones that's the most significant is joshua dobbs is their quarterback who when you play this game on saturday night he will be with the team for 17 days that's it yeah you know and and obviously i can i can feel for josh but you know what he 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 did some good things in that Dallas game Thursday night, and and um, you know, he, listen. The more the more practice time that that guys get, the better they become, and the more comfortable they get with the offense and the guys around them. So, I would expect even a more improved Josh Dobbs, you know, in this game Saturday night. And look, he he understands, and the team understands that he doesn't have to do it himself. It's not about the the, the Josh Dobbs, you know, quarterback situation. It's about their team, and obviously, you know, understanding that. You know, uh, running the football through Derrick Henry. You know, go back a couple of years ago, they played the Chiefs, and I think they ran the ball close to 50 times in a football game. And you know, and and you know, so there's going to be there's going to be that type of mentality, I think, and, and physicality in this football game that our guys have to be ready for. Derrick Henry, okay, local guy, Uli High School, just a little bit up the way. And right. uh, of all the years that that I've been with the Jaguars, I've never heard of a running back have a drill specific with the Jaguars football team in years past where teams got ready for a Derrick Henry tackling drill. That's how good he is, isn't he? 
that's how good, that's how strong and powerful and big he is. And, and um, you know, he was that way all the way back into high school and obviously, you know, at Alabama and um, just a, you know, just a great player. And, you know, it's, it's you, you got to bring your, your big boy pads. You need to go to the equipment guy and, and ask for a bigger pair of shoulder pads for this game. And, you know, and it, and it, listen, it's not about one guy. It, t- it takes all 11 on defense, you know, the corners and the safeties and, you know, everybody involved are going to have to, you know, make tackles in this football game and, and, um, you know, give, give him his respect because he's a, he's a really good, you know, not only a good player, good teammate, but, uh, you know, a, a, a great running back in this league. And can carry a load maybe like nobody else in the National Football League. Uh, wide receiver Traylon Burks didn't play the last meeting against you guys. What do you see in him? Because he's a rookie player, but he's dangerous. He is dangerous. He's got good speed, you know, good straight line speed. He does a nice job at the top of his routes, you know, creating some separation. There are a couple of times where he'll, he'll get stuck on some press coverage, things of that nature. And I think that comes with just growing and becoming a veteran in this league. But, you know, a dangerous guy. We studied him hard coming out at uh, of Arkansas and – you know, really, really, really had a lot of respect for him and his game. And, and uh, you know, uh, I, I liked him. You know, I liked him coming out of college. So, you know, he, he's somebody that we've got to got to account for. And, and um, you know, uh, we know that, you know, running the ball can also set up some play-action pass, some QB movements, things of that nature that, you know, we got to just know where these guys are. Head coach Doug Peterson with us. The Jaguars and the Titans coming up Saturday night, TIAA Bank Field. Trevor Lawrence's numbers the last couple weeks modest in relation to some of the ones in the second half of the season. So finishing it out strong for the quarterback. Last week the run game was was heavy in Houston, of course. Three different running backs had a touchdown in that game. But how does Trevor finish this thing? He, he got him to this point. How does he finish it? Last week was uh, was was unique. Um, there were a lot of distractions, I think, around the football team looking into this week, and and um, you know it, it affected a lot of guys. I think it you know it it affected the quarterback a little bit. But you know, listen, he he did what he had to do to win that football game last week, and I was fortunate enough to get several of our players out of that football game and get them some extra rest, you know, in the second half. But look, this game. Um, we know what it comes down to. We know what it boils down to. You know, it's it's definitely a must-win situation. The sense of urgency. Trevor's really uh, risen to the occasion in in moments like this. So um, he'll do it again. You know, and uh, you know, again, he does. He much like Josh Dobbs, he doesn't have to do it himself. He needs to rely on the guys in front of him and the guys around him. Um, get the ball out of his hand. You know, and and just run the ship like he's been doing. I thought the impressive thing last week in Houston uh, completely was Trevor saying, hey, look, we need to start fast. He, he actually talked about it. And then if you look at your football team defensively, you got to stop on downs, and then the offense takes it in and scores. Boy, a fast start would be nice against Tennessee because they're, you know, they're not built to throw the football. You know, in the last meeting against them, they obviously, you know, 7 nothing, 7-7, 14-7. We are pl- kind of playing catch up there in the first half. But – you're right. You know, once you get the once you get the lead, you gotta you gotta maintain the lead, and you gotta keep the lead, and you gotta you gotta keep scoring. You know, that's something we, you know, each week you kind of pride yourself on. Hey, let's let's try to score touchdowns, not field goals, especially when you get in the red zone. You gotta take care of the football. You know, you look at the Dallas game and how many times they turn that ball over, and and um, you know Tennessee uh, is very capable of scoring off a of takeaway. So, uh, and, and their defense is is good at, at, at getting the ball out. But you know, we just gotta take care of business. Uh, make sure we we keep the football. You know, our defense do do like we did the last time and, and, and create takeaways uh, was huge, uh, much like they did in the Houston game. And, 
uh, whether it is a turnover or, or a stop on downs, I think are are huge. It gives your offense another another possession in big games like this. All right, final thought with you, Coach. Uh, environment should be at an all-time high here at the bank this Saturday night. Standing room tickets being sold earlier this week, an expected sellout. Under the lights, national audience, everything on the line in the division. Is your team ready for it? And what do you want from the crowd Saturday night? I want electric. I want I want guy. I want the crowd to be as loud as they can, and and just you know that's what guys feed off of. That's what our team feed off off of, you know. And and, and it's going to be a great moment for our team. And and I know we're a young football team, and we've battled through a lot of adversity this season. But you know, it, it's one thing to really, um, you know, get up for this game, but it's another thing to be able to control your emotions, especially early in the first first half. And you know these are these are playoff type moments. This it's a it's a it's a win and you're in scenario for both teams and um, our guys will be ready. They'll they're they're eager for it. They've had great energy this week in practice and uh, looking forward to Saturday night. These games are the ones that take you back to when you were a kid playing under the lights Friday night high school football. It's kind of kind of special. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's one of those special moments. I remember those Friday night lights uh, pretty well, and this is one of those. Doug, thanks for the time. Good luck to you. Thank you. Head coach Doug Peterson with us. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The Doug Peterson Show rolling along. Our thanks to the Jaguars head coach joining us in the opening segment each and every Thursday all season long. This is week 18. The Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans coming up. Winner take all for the AFC South. What a game it should be. Packed house, the environment, everything that comes with that. And considering the Jaguars were 2-6 and six at one point this season, they've rallied. They, uh, they've won six of the last eight. They are 8-8. Eight and eight. They're a game up on the Titans in the division, but it all comes down to Saturday night, primetime. Um, wow, it's an incredible run for this football team. First of all, on their side of it, to get – things right and win some of these games they were losing some close ones earlier in the season logs that's one thing which is incredible Uh, but then the titans faltering like they have uh, had to happen as well and they've done so in spectacular fashion in fact six consecutive losses for tennessee and it's all been kind of a perfect storm to get back to this point now you got one game to go to go finish this thing well it's been it's been impressive watching this football team all year I think the thing that I've appreciated most is that during that, what, five-game losing streak that they had in the middle of the season, that what you just brought up, that there was a lot of one-possession games in there. And that it's not like that this team was getting blown out. I mean, there was really, what, two games that weren't close. It was the Detroit game and the Kansas City game. Everything else was really close. And a lot of times when you get into – kind of a, a, a losing streak, things can go awry and guys can pack bags and say, ah, you know, the season's over, there's nothing to play for. But for this team to be able to keep its focus and to be able to turn it around, you know, when you talk about changing culture, that's changing culture. And that, that's been the most impressive thing to me is that how this team stuck together continue to work, and continue to get better. And obviously, the big part of the turnaround was the play of the quarterback. And that's really where it started. After that game that he had in London, he came back a different player. But it wasn't clean at first. Look, when he came back from London and played in the Raiders game, they were down by 17. Yeah. 
And he wasn't playing very well at the beginning of that game. And then all of a sudden, bam, 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 he starts hitting things. And, you know, and part of the reason is, is that the performance of Derek Carr was not very good in that game. But, look, that's how it is, you know. Sometimes you get a little break here and there. When you got it, you got to be able to take advantage of it. And Trevor did, and the team did, and that's been fun to watch. And, and I would say that Trevor against Tennessee was arguably Tennessee, the Dallas game somewhat also – but those two games, he was unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, total control, total command, accurate, decisive, athletic, everything you want a franchise quarterback to be, he was that in those two games. And look, I'm not saying that he hasn't been that in the last two games, but he's been solid, really solid in the last two games against the Jets and also uh, at the Texans. So that's, uh, that's, that's very encouraging. But I, I want to see that, that Dallas and that previous game Tennessee kind of performance this week. Yeah, uh, cap it off the right way, and um, obviously a win would get the AFC South the title and the number four seed in the AFC playoffs and a wild card home playoff game in week one of the Which playoffs. Which is bonus. I mean, Huge. it's amazing. You could be nine and eight, and you get a home playoff game. How does that work? Well, you win your division. That's how it works. It's outstanding. And it would be another exciting game here at the bank, and that would be incredible, and, and hopefully you can – have the same amount of excitement that leads into that game as you're going to have going into this Probably. game and have going into this game. There's a lot right now. That would be even a higher stratosphere, I believe, if that's possible, because we're at a fever pitch, I think, on Thursday going into Saturday right now. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if you'd be able to surpass this week's fervor, but, I mean, you'd get really close to it now. Say, I mean, it might all – be about the same at that point once once it's you're the, in the tournament jp it's the titans man <laughs> right it's the titans yep. you know and the crazy thing is is that trevor was asked that question in his press conference about 1999 and, and i think it was by gene Fournette. and trevor's like uh gene um i appreciate you letting me know that but uh, i was like three months old when that happened he was born in october of 99 <laughs> yes think about that for a while <laughs> Right? Man, I feel old. Yeah. and Well, there's one thing. You're always going to be older than me, Logs. How about that? Yeah, well, and I also feel old. Well, I, hope, I hope I continue to be way older than you. Let's, uh, let's hope that continues as well. We're back in a moment, and we will get into this Jaguars offensive attack. How do they attack the Titans' defense and a really stout run defense for Tennessee? We'll come back on the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. We're back. It's week 18. The Doug Peterson Show presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment each and every week on Thursdays. It's week 18. The Tennessee Titans at 7 and 9 and the Jacksonville Jaguars at 8 and 8. The winner takes the AFC South for the 2022 campaign and they'll get a home playoff game Next week, it's a Saturday night, 8-15 kickoff at TIAA Bank Field. Limited tickets available. You better get them now because they won't be around for long. Standing room tickets being sold, we're told as well. So, uh, this Titans defense, ranked number two in the league against the run, really stout up front. So, the Jaguars, you know, if they, for some reason, aren't able to chip away and get the run game going, how do they attack and move the football against this group, and, and what do you expect? 
Well, I think that's very similar to what you did the last time. And you have a have to have a quarterback who's decisive, who's getting the ball out of his hands quickly against the Titans' defense that can be very aggressive and. And they're not as talented, I think, in the perimeter as they have been in the past. And so there's some opportunities there. There's also some top opportunities in the core of their defense where the linebackers are at. So you've got to be able to do that. And Evan Ingram's got to be a big part of that. Maybe even Dan Arnold. Maybe Manhurts. You know, maybe Chris can even be a guy that could catch a couple balls. But you've got to find a way to just be steady and move the chains and protect the football because, in my opinion, the only way – you can lose a game like this against the Titans is that if you just you start turning the ball over, which anybody can win when they get takeaways. But I think when you have a, a Titans team that is going to be very reliant on Derrick Henry, it allows them to kind of stay in that groove so much better if they're getting takeaways. Hang on to the football, Travis Etienne. That's been a focal point the last few weeks. I guarantee you that Mike Vrabel – and their defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen, have been preaching, preaching, attack the ball when ETN has it. Attack the ball. Because if you look at what's happened over the last couple weeks, the ball's been loose a couple times. It's been on the ground. And that's just the way it is in the National Football League. People watch film. They take notes. And there's going to be a scouting report on ETN, and those points will be brought up. Precision from Trevor Lawrence, and he's got those pass catchers out there to do it as well. And the, the receivers that um, what Marvin Jones Jr. has been reliable for a lot of the year, obviously. Well, and Trevor, then, Trevor and refers then, to him as his security blanket. He is. And that's, that's high praise. I mean, when you start talking about a quarterback security blanket being a wide receiver, and you and look, the reality is that he's not a top three target for Trevor. That's right. But for Trevor to say that, Marvin Jones is a security blanket. That's impressive. But the top targets are obviously Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones. And I think the, all those guys are going to have opportunities to make plays. And the old philosophy, I think, always applies. In big games, you got to have your big-time players make plays. And so those three, okay, the three musketeers of Trevor's, they've got to have good games. Did you just coin a new nickname for the group? Trevor's Three Musketeers? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to coin it. I, I hope that doesn't catch, I must say. I don't like that. The three muskets. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, really roll off doesn't the doesn't work. And I'm not a big fan of the candy bar anyway. Okay. We're back in a moment. Plenty more ahead. We'll get into the Jaguars' defense, the tackling plan for Derrick Henry, and Joshua Dobbs making his second career start at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The Doug Peterson Show rolling along. Week 18, the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars for all the marbles in the AFC South. Should be a packed house. Limited tickets available for Saturday night's game. 8.15, the kickoff time. And uh, you better get here early. Let's, let's just say that. The uh, the traffic, the crowds, there's an event earlier in the day. That, and thanks to the, the, the Icemen who moved their game earlier in the day to accommodate some parking situation down in town that's uh, around the stadium and the sports complex. It's just going to be busy all day long. So earlier the better. And uh, the earlier you can make your way toward the gate to get in the stadium, the better as well. The process of getting in with the tickets and the scanning and everything. So, uh, And there's a lot going on. 
in the stadium before kickoff you don't want to miss as hey, well. Hey, look, if, if it's me, I'm getting here a little early because there's a game on before, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So uh, I might be bellied up in the bar in the south end zone. I might be bellied up at the bar at south end zone, bud zone, you know, before the game anyway. Oh, oh really? Do, am I allowed to do I that? I don't think that's allowed. I mean, Having I'm, a few cold, you know, hot toddies or – Whatever you want to have. I have no official capacity here whatsoever, but I'm going to say that's probably against the rules. Not allowed. That's, Is that against hey, league rules? I mean, I can't broadcast a game having had a few beers? It's nice working with you, Logs. <laughs> Let's just say that. It might be your last <laughs> Titans-Jaguars game. Oh. Who knows? Um, all right. That so, would be nice, though, wouldn't it? We'd, have to, we'd probably have to go to XM. Is that are you allowed to say bad words on XM? You are. Uh, you could have an alternate feed with Lagerman after a few <laughs> cold ones. Yeah. I might have a few kind words to say about the Titans. Great, like them fine Titans. We should, should charge extra for that. Is what we should. The, the, the alternate feed with Lagerman after about a six pack. All right, so uh, Derrick Henry, obviously number one priority, and that's the case pretty much every Titans game that you know they roll up. Number twenty-two is is the one. All right, so I, was, I was just reading a stat on him, which is which is crazy. Hmm. And right now he has fourteen hundred and twenty-nine yards on the season, which is impressive because he didn't even play in their game against Dallas, you know, last Thursday night. And if he gets seventy-one yards rushing. In this game against the Jaguars, well, so I'm okay with him getting 71 yards, but it, I would like to see it on like 30 carries, okay? But if he gets 71 yards, that'll take him to 1,500 yards, which he would be the first person in NFL history to do that three times, 1,500 plus yards, because he did it in 19 and he did it in 20. And the the crazy thing to me is that he is doing this really without a dynamic passing attack. Right. And that's hard to do. I mean, it's hard for a running back to have success without balance. I mean, look at Travis Etienne. He's had a really good passing game to allow him to have over 1,100 yards rushing. But with Derrick Henry and the Titans, I mean, everybody's focusing in on stopping Derrick Henry, especially this year with the absence of Tannehill or the injury that he had and – and he's been out a couple games, it just makes it even more impressive in my mind. I mean, it's it's almost reminiscent of, like, Maurice Jones-Drew, what, 2011? Like, he was he had the rushing title, right, 2010, whatever year that was? Right, but Mojo never had three 1,500-yard seasons. The point is, like, he was the only option that year for the Jags team, right? Right. Like, he just kept getting the ball. People knew he was going to get the football, and he still had to go produce. He still got it. You know, and this the guy's the same way. The rolling ball of butcher knives. <laughs> right. This guy's <laughs> the same way. So, all right, if for some reason you can corral Derrick Henry and put it into Joshua Dobbs' hands, that's advantage Jaguars, obviously. Oh, big, big time. I mean, that's you, know, you got a quarterback who has a subpar arm. That's the reason why he's been a journeyman. That's why the Tennessee Titans found him on a team's practice squad. And, look, you can be the smartest guy in the league, but if you don't have the arm talent, it's, it's hard to have success. And that's, that's kind of been the history of Josh Dobbs. The guy, the guy has had, prior to this past game against the Dallas Cowboys, he had 17 passing attempts in his NFL career. 17. 
and he's going to be starting what is essentially a playoff game for the Tennessee Titans franchise, the organization. It's just crazy to think of that, but that just goes to show you how the league – Doug Peterson always talks about, and he's been preaching it all year, about how it's such a week-to-week league. Is this not the most or the largest illustration about how that this is a week-to-week league? With all of a sudden, you don't even have a quarterback on your roster, and then in a matter of 17 days, you sign him, and then he's starting a game for you on the road for all the marbles. How week to week is that? About as big as it gets. <laughs> right. That's I'm ex- sure Josh Dobbs is excited about the opportunity. You know, he was excellent college quarterback at Tennessee. Excellent. I used to enjoy watching him. I thought that he had a chance of being a really good NFL quarterback, but. You know, it hasn't worked out that way. I wonder how much of the game plan, the game, the, the you know, of the playbook that the Titans feel comfortable with him operating. It's a, it's a fair question, right? I mean, the guy just came in 17 days ago, so how much can he really you – know, How much can Todd process? Downing infuse into his brain of that game plan? And how much can he actually go execute? Is he good enough to make like, some of the throws, right? That's I'm sure question. I'm sure that one of the reasons why they went after him is because he's a smart guy. He's like an astrophysicist. Oh, yeah. Or he's, crazy. he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, you know. Intern at NASA and all this stuff. Yeah, his yeah. intelligence rating is far superior to probably me and you combined. Just because I've been well, carrying you I mean, on I'm, my back I'm, for years. I'm now. higher than you are, so I'm carrying you. I mean, that's what <laughs> happens when you go to the Harvard of the South in Tuscaloosa. That's yeah, what happens. I'm sure. way mm. above you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, we'll come back in a moment. Plenty more ahead. Uh, coming up in a little bit, we'll get a social media question for you, Logs. Bring it on. It's been a fun place this week, Jaguars Twitter. Yeah, it's been a little, uh, it's been a little boisterous. I like it. Yeah, everybody's uh, excited, amped up for the Should game be. this Saturday, and the Titans Jaguars game is presented by Johnson and Johnson Vision, the makers of AccuView brand contact lenses. They're providing healthy sight for life. Proudly based in Jacksonville, visit jjvision.com. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles, the Tennessee Titans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars Saturday, 8.15 p.m. on ABC and ESPN Television. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman are in the house. Lisa Salter's on the sideline. Westwood One Radio will be here as well. And it's going to be a packed house. All eyes. All eyes of the NFL on Week 18, the AFC South de facto championship game. The winner takes the crown. Who's got the earlier Saturday game? It's the the Raiders and the Chiefs. Raiders, Chiefs? Chiefs, Raiders in Vegas. And uh, it still matters for Kansas City from a seeding standpoint, correct? Yes. Okay, but the Raiders are out. I mean, it's Raiders are out. Yeah, they're done. They got, they got a backup quarterback plan, right? And, and Carr's not even he's, he's not, not even around the team. No, he gone. Which is he wow. Gone. Yeah, he gone. <laughs> Where's he playing next year? Uh, it's a who great knows? question. Yeah, who knows? Um, if if I'm a personnel guy, I wouldn't be real excited about acquiring him after watching what I saw out here earlier this year. 
Uh, I thought his performance against the Jaguars was bad. I think he was the reason why they lost that game. His performance was, I mean, terrible, for lack of a better term. Terrible. Terrible. Okay. Charles okay. Barkley. Okay, Chuck. Terrible. <laughs> okay, Chuck. All right, so. Uh, He's the best, though. Let's take a look. He is. Uh, let's take a look at the injury report for the Jaguars. The uh, Jags officially have seven players on the list. All seven game statuses are questionable for the game. Trevor Lawrence, toe issue. Andrew Wingard, shoulder. Trayvon Walker, ankle. Ross Matisic, back. Brandon Sheriff, abdomen slash ankle. Foley Fadokasi, defensive lineman, ankle. Rayshon Jenkins, shoulder. All questionable for the game. We'll find out when they roll the ball out there, I guess, an hour and a half before. When They're they all going to play. Okay. Um, there you go. No question from Logs. Titans have five players questionable. Dylan Cole, linebacker. Cornerback Christian Fulton. Safety Imani Hooker. Tackle Nicholas Petit-Frere. And wide receiver Traylon Burks with a groin issue that popped up midweek, apparently. And Devontae Harris, a cornerback, is out. It's a handful of other guys on the list, but they are... They're all going to play. All, <laughs> all, all those guys are going. Except, Except for guy, Devontae Harris. He's okay. the only guy officially out. Yeah, they're all going to play. They're all playing. It, okay. uh, like I said, when you have a game where there is no, no, no tomorrow, you're willing to risk a lot. Uh, if, if you get hurt, so what? Right? I mean, it's okay. I get hurt. I got all off season to get better, so let's go. You know, I mean, unless you're, you've got a limb that's hanging by a piece of skin or something, then you. <laughs> it's a little extreme. You go. Tape it up and go. I mean, what do you Well, put a, yeah, tape an aspirin to it. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, a, what was the Monty Python guy? <laughs> it's only a flesh wound, right? <laughs> Okay, think of the Monty Python guy who's a player for this game. This is merely a flesh wound. <laughs> We're moving forward. One of the greatest scenes ever, by the All way. All right, so, hey, it's it's what it is, right? I mean, this is Jaguars was 2-6 and six and losing games in the fourth quarter, but in those games and then hey, real quick, found a spark. Before yes. before you go. Oh, gosh, I was going down. There's a lot of young Jaguar fans that are going, what is he talking about? Yeah, of course. Okay, if 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 they can search Google, what would they search for, Joe? Because Joe is a total Monty Python guy. Brave Sir Robin. Brave Sir Robin, Monty Python. <laughs> I told you he would know. Doesn't take much for you, Logs, does it? Um, it's awesome. All right, so it's all the marbles on the line, Titans, Jaguars. I mean, it, we were talking about this earlier on a show here in Jacksonville today, and I mean, it's the biggest game in franchise history. Yeah. It's right. I mean, maybe in, in the regular season franchise history. Yeah, clarify the that. The Falcons yep. game at the end of 96 to, you know, win or, and go in. You guys ended up winning it, obviously, on the missed field goal and got in. So that was huge. Uh, there have been some other big games and important games, but with everything on the line, last day of the season, division rival for a division title, I don't know if you can ask for much more. No, I think this is this – is, uh, a pretty impressive moment in in the history of the franchise and an opportunity to win a division title which you've done what three previous times and that's that's something to be proud of and this is an organization that could have gone now if you win this game you go from worst to first which is another impressive accomplishment and then you get to do it against your nemesis the the arch rival Tennessee Titans the team that that took away your destiny in 1999. And there's a lot of young Jaguar fans that like 
Trevor referred to earlier today, he was three months old when that happened, that don't even remember that. But the longtime Jaguar fans, they remember that. And here's the reality. The Tennessee Titans have been the top dog on the block for the last two years. They've been in the playoffs the last three years. This is the team that you need to establish a little bit of a pecking order with in the division. So this is an important game for a lot of different reasons. And if you win this game, you're the champs, you've got a winning record, then you get a home playoff game the following week because you are the division champs. I mean, yes, all those things make this the biggest game in Jaguars history. So are you going to be a part of history and be there? I am. JP, you are. I'll be here. Okay, there's going to be a lot of people here. Okay, 70,000, probably a little bit over that. And so, folks, if you can find a way to get a ticket to be here, this is one of those moments. This is one of those moments that is going to be to remembered for many years to come. We'll come back in a moment. Social media question for Logs. He loves these. We're going to get an and answer. Then, and then I'm going to tell you how the Titans can win. Oh. Because that – let's not just assume the Jaguars are going to steamroll the Titans. Okay, there is a way that the Titans can win. That on the other side. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. The Doug Peterson Show continues. Our thanks to the head coach joining us in the first segment each and every Thursday. Let's go to the Microsoft Surface and a social media question for Jeff Lagerman. This is at AlexSurfer82. How will the Jags handle the pressure of the game with everything on the line? I mean, Logs, it is a younger group overall. How do you think they respond to this? I think that's a great question. I really do. Because just to go back in time a little bit, in, in 1996, when we were able to string some wins together at the end of that season that year, we really weren't looking at the big picture. We were just kind of in the moment and just going game by game. And we were starting to play well, and we won one, and then we won two, and it kind of kept going on and on. And all of a sudden, okay, wow, this last game, guess what? If you win, you're in. And we didn't play our best in that last game because I felt that the pressure of that game, we felt it. Whereas in the games prior to that, we weren't feeling it. And then when you we get to the playoffs, okay, now we make the playoffs because Morton Anderson miss, misses a gimme kick, which he's made a bunch of times in his career. Okay, now we go to the playoffs. Well, now all of a sudden there's no pressure on us again. Because we're not expected to do anything. We're only a second-year franchise and got lucky to get in because Morton Anderson missed what was going to be or should have been a, a, a made kick on his part. Well, we go to Buffalo and we beat them because we didn't have any pressure. We were just playing free. And then we go to Denver, or nothing on the line, right? We're kind of playing with house money. We beat Denver in Denver. And they were – expected to be the Super Bowl champs that year. And then all of a sudden after that game, well, guess what? Now you got to go to New England. If you win, you go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden. Uh-oh. <laughs> now there's pressure, right? Because yeah. the pressure is there because if you win, you go to the Super Bowl. And we did not play our best game in New England at all. And so – the pressure of this game is real. The Titans have lost six games in a row. They're not expected to win. 
The Jaguars are at home. They've won four in a row. They're expected to win. The Titans have a journeyman quarterback who is going to be making his second career start. He's not expected to win. The first overall pick of the draft from last year is expected to win. So these are the things that are different going into a game. So how do you handle that pressure? That's the question. Because that pressure, again, is real. you got to have a coach who can guide a team. You have to have veteran leadership that can guide a team. You have to have sometimes leadership that's not veteran, that is young, that's played in big moments, that can calm a huddle down, like a Trevor Lawrence, who's played in a national championship game a couple times. Those are the things that it takes. And I think that the Jaguars have a guy that is an outstanding leader in Doug Peterson, and I think he will help this team adjust. He will get them ready for this game because he's been there. He's done that. He knows what it takes to get ready to play a game. And that's what excites me because the reality is is that if you go into this game and you feel the pressure and you don't play well, then all of a sudden Derrick Henry controls the tempo on the ground because he's capable. In Tennessee, maybe they get a couple takeaways. Dobbs does just enough, hits a couple of lucky plays down the field to Burks, who's a big play capable guy, even though he's a rookie. That's the way you could lose this game. Because the longer that Tennessee kind of hangs in there, the more puckered up the Jaguars football team will get. And I think the looser and the more confident a Titans team would get. That's why they play the game. Take it out of them Because early. if it was on paper, JP, oh, yeah. it'd be over. Yeah, right. It'd be over. But be no, over. that's why they play the games, Logs. We're back in a moment. Final thoughts about this one. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Final few moments of Week 18's Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Titans, Jaguars coming up Saturday night, 8-15 for the AFC South crown for 2022. The de facto championship game for the division. The Jaguars at one point, I believe, were four games behind Tennessee in the division race. Middle of the season, Tennessee has uh, been leaking oil for about a month and a half. They've lost six straight games. <laughs> leaking oil, they've been broken down on the side of the road, JP. <laughs> the road's about to end if the Jaguars can handle their business this Saturday night. And they're surging and going the right way with five or four straight wins now. And if they get a win, the Jaguars would get five in a row for the first time in a single season since 2005. How about that? It's been a while. It's also the last time the Jaguars swept the season series against Tennessee. Been a while. That's a long time. Well, what year was that? 05. 05. Yes. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity on so many different levels. And uh, I'm excited for the moment because, you know, people create energy. People create atmosphere. And when you got 70,000 strong, I mean, that's the ultimate. And, and as, a, as a player, I can tell you, because, you know, if you go back and you looked at Rayshon mic'd up, this past game on Jaguars.com, which was an awesome piece because I, I'm a big fan of Rayshon. He's got such high energy. When you watch that piece, he, he talks about knowing what this environment's going to be like this week once that game in Houston was kind of under control. 
And it is. It's going to be electric, and it's going to be imperative that the, the players kind of rein in some of their emotions. And it's okay to be excited, but you do want to make sure that you just don't burn yourself out too early. Who you got on All Access tonight over at Strings in Springfield? Uh, Brent Martineau. I've heard of him. Andre Sisko. Heard of Josh him. Josh Allen. Oh. And uh, maybe some other wow. special guests. That's big. It should be very, very exciting. That JP, you ought nice. to come and have a beer. I might I might have to do that. You don't have to do any broadcast duties I'm tonight. I'm off the so air. You're, after you're free. I've got one minute left of official duties And tonight. able. So maybe. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, come on by and have a beer. I'll buy you a beer if you come on by. Well, that's nice of you. I would. Appreciate that. I yeah. need some wings, too, and I need a burger. I need, like, some food. Can we work on that? Oh, yeah, I might be able to work on something like that. I have a, some other asks as well. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Okay, food and a couple <laughs> beers. That's it. That's Jeff Lagerman. <laughs> Thanks to our entire crew, of course. Brent Reber, David Cho, uh, Joe Fortunato, and for everyone involved, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening. If you don't have tickets, you better hurry. Limited tickets available for the Titans-Jaguars Saturday night, 8-15 at the bank. And this has been the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.